9 o'clock service because we have this awesome man of God and his family here. They travel the world, literally the world, 16 countries uh, this year, okay, just this year. And uh, just love the Lord and just a prophet, a prophet of encouragement. I'm telling you, you're going to be encouraged today. And he's going to, you know what, you know what we like, here's one of the things that Mary Lou and I, when we began this work some 16 years ago, one of our mandates, Darren, I don't know if we've ever told you this, was we didn't know if we were Baptists or we were Pentecostals, so we were kind of Bapticostals, you know? <laughs> but we knew what we didn't want to be. We didn't want to be counterfeit. We wanted to be real and authentic. And we didn't want to fake things. We didn't want to conjure up things. We didn't want to try to sway people and move people to do this. We wanted it to be real. And that's what I see in you. you you're just transparent. You're real. And uh, I, I love that about you. And the people that we bring in, that God brings into us, I mean, Ron Campbell is real. <laughs> and, and the people that fill this pulpit, they're just real. And they're not coming up here putting on airs that they've got it all together. Uh, we don't have it all together, church. And I think most of y'all figure that out, right? You don't have it all together. But God, we know the person, then we know the one who does have it all together. And he holds us together. So uh, I'm so thankful for my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for, for all of you guys. I, thank you. I, thank, I didn't thank the first service, but all the people that came here and volunteered yesterday and worked in the, in the fellowship hall. It looks awesome. It's going to just get better and better every week as we approach that day when that wall is coming down. And we're going to go back, go back to one service. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be, Mary said, it's going to be significant of a lot of things happening. In the natural, we're going to see a wall coming down, but in the spirit, we're going to see walls coming down. So, but they can come down today, too. So we're just going to speak that. So uh, Darren and his wife are here. He can introduce his family because there are too many of them for me to figure out all their names. He travels with his wife and five kids. How many is, how many is this last road trip? How many miles so far, Darren? 5,000 miles so far this trip? About, about that? Okay. He's from Canada, so you have to just give him a little, give him a little leeway, yeah? Okay, 6,000 miles. With you and how many children? Five. And they're from eight years old to two. All right. Wow. Grace. That's right. Well, you guys, uh, and at the end of the service, if you would like to give, if the Holy Spirit moves on you to give a love offering, we have no love offering envelopes. So you can get tithe offering envelopes in the back. And, or if you don't write a check, if you write a check, just make it to Freedom and Memo at Darren, just like we do everybody else at Guest Speakers, and we'll get a check to them. But if you would like to give a love offering, just write over the tithe. Just put love or put Darren or something and give her offering that way at the end of the service. Because the end of the services, he's usually, you know, I don't know what he's going to do today. You don't know what you're going to do yet, right? Okay. Well, let's get right to it. Y'all welcome Darren Canning from Canada. I said, I don't even know what I'm going to preach yet. <laughs> That picture that you got up there was uh, a good memory. I was in Australia. And the reason why I'm talking about that picture now is because I preached their last meeting in one of their buildings that they were in. And they went into transition. So I just feel it's really neat that I'm here today with you all. And you're about to go through a transition as well. 
And usually when I, and that's the third or I think third time this year that I've been with folks at their transition point. And I'm here to declare over you that it's a good season you're coming into and that God's going to bring bounty. Amen. You know, I want to do something here right now. I want everybody to stand up. And because you're a wilder service, is my understanding, I want you to do something wild for me. Is that okay? This is going to be like a group picture, but it's a video first and then a picture. What I want you to do is holler the name of Jesus. And you're going to minister to thousands of people right now in social media world through this holler. Is that okay? So is that fine? Like, let's have a practice run first. I'll say one, two, three, and if you're not loud enough, it's not going on video, okay? So say one, two, three. Jesus! That's not bad, but it got to be longer. Draw it out a little bit longer, okay? So give me a second here. One, two, three. Wow, wow, there you go. One more. Jesus! Woo! Thank you, Lord. And one more. Stay standing to do this. Look, here we go. I don't know if that's going to work. Here we go. Oh, that's a video. i got to do a photo. There you go. I have a huge following in, in Facebook world, and you guys just encourage them today. Not just in 16 nations, but really around the earth. Uh, Lydia, stand up with the, the children there. Boys, they, some of them are not as, as liking crowds like Dad is used to it, but there's three of the boys. Uh, Joseph, stand up. Be a big boy. And then there's Joseph, Jonathan, and Isaac right there. And then we have uh, the two younger ones are downstairs right now, and that's Samuel and Miriam. Miriam, we have one little girl in our family. Uh, I have two other daughters. I actually have seven children, and that is a part of my testimony of uh, going through great uh, turmoil. Some of you, who was here this morning and heard my testimony? A few of you. So most of you are brand new. That's awesome. So, Lord, we just thank you for this group. And I just even declare right now that even before we begin that you're blessed, blessed, blessed. That you're underneath, in this room, you're underneath a covering, a blessing. And I just believe that goes to the to honor the ministers of this church that really uh, seek God. They really know the Lord and his blessing is on their ministry. And therefore, the blessing will be on your lives in this place. And I'm seeing that more and more lately. I love that you have... Every week, a baptismal service. And that says salvations are occurring, which is good. You know what I mean? That's really good. But you're following the Word of God, too. And there's something powerful about baptism. It actually makes people actually really have to think that they, what they're doing. And they become Christian, more Christian in the moment of baptism. And really, I've been hearing recently, even ISIS, they don't really care if people make confession. But when they say they're baptized... Look out, that's when the people get in trouble. Uh, That's the truth. So God is good, and I just declare increase among your midst. Uh, I even see, uh, it's going to sound strange, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a a different building at some point. I just feel that there will be a different building at some point with a lot more land, okay? I'm just declaring that out loud, uh, just because I really won't remember I said it anyway. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, I prophesied this year one-on-one to about 8,000 people. And so uh, that means I don't remember what I say. People inevitably will come up to me and say, do you remember when you prophesied over me? And that's five minutes after I prophesied over them. That's true. Ten minutes later, I won't remember. Uh, so if you, uh, if you want a word, we'll be here tonight. And I will be prophesying over people downstairs. We, we did about 70 last night. And whoever comes will get a prophetic word. At the end of this service, I'm going to prophesy over five or six people in the room. And I don't know who they will be, but uh, the Lord knows. So I'm just going to, we're going to release some prophetic encouragement here today. Amen? You know, one of the words that I wanted to release is one of the, one of the things the Lord spoke to me on this trip. By the way, this is my Bible too. I very rarely use this as a phone. Are you the same way? This is everything but a phone. Most, if the phone rings, I ignore it. And it's like, text message me, please. Thank you, Lord. Is 1 Samuel chapter 2 and verse 8. And I, I operate, I think I went to, no, I went to the wrong chapter. I, I have dreams and visions every day. I operate by dreams and visions, and I tell people not to be freaked out by dreams and visions because God is the God that will protect you in that place of orthodoxy because a lot of times people think there's new revelation that's coming through dreams and visions, but that's not the nature of our God. He's the, he actually said in, in John chapter 14 that he was gonna, the helper was going to come to lead you into all truth. So when you're having dreams and visions by the Holy Spirit, it's just to reveal to you uh, what's already been written. Are you hearing me? So the Bible is there as you read the Bible. A lot of times, have you ever had an encounter with the Bible where you're like, what in the world does that even mean? Have you had that? Three of you. Three of you. The rest of you need to start reading the Bible because you need to be challenged by it. Are you hearing me? Uh, there's a lot of stuff in the Scripture that really is cultural-oriented that you won't understand unless you came out of that culture, sort of like the culture that we're in right now. You don't realize it, but this is a culture you're in. I was telling the folks this morning, I said, I'm tired of seeing white trucks. Because that's all you see down there is white vehicles, white this, white that. It might make a lot of sense because of the heat, but for us, that's a cultural phenomenon, like your barbecue pits, you know what I mean? Like your smokehouses is a part of the culture. Now, you guys begin to talk in a, in a way about the things that you encounter. Somebody from outside might go, what? What are you even talking about? And you're going, what? You don't know what I'm talking about? No, because the culture is different than even the culture probably across the street. You know, even in this church right now, there's a culture in this church. You guys are used to, uh, you even said there's two cultures in this church because the the morning service is different from the, the, the later service. So there's things that are different. And really, that's the way it is in the earth. And that's why there's a lot of arguments. That's why there's even a lot of wars is because we don't often understand what the other one is saying. So we need revelation from the Lord. 
Amen. He needs to be with you and guiding you into the truth the same way I need him to guide me into the truth because I can read that Bible and not understand what it says, but the Holy Spirit, as you're reading it, uh, guides you into the meaning of it. And so even by dreams and visions, the Holy Spirit will guide you into the meaning of Scripture. That's happened to me uh, hundreds of times. Let's just say that. I wouldn't be able to put the, a number on that. But just say the Word of God that I understand has come by revelation, meaning the Holy Spirit has guided me through Word. Sometimes I'll read the Bible. If you had this encounter where you're reading the Bible and all of a sudden you're, whoosh, the Scripture just seems to breathe life into your heart in that moment. Right? You know what I mean? Like a promise pops out about salvation for your family. And somebody else never even read that. But for you, that became a living word in that moment. It was more than just a Logos word, which is the written word. It became a Rhema word, which is a word by the Holy Spirit. came into your heart, and it enlightened you and gave you a promise that you could actually park on. My, my mother, uh, before I knew the Lord, I was an atheist, and I was, a, I was wild. I mean, I was just living for power, living for... Uh, my own way, doing whatever I want. But my mom was an intercessor, a prayer warrior, and she prayed for us. The ironic thing was, when I was a boy, I was a Christian, and I was even in my early 20s, I was a youth pastor at a church and saw God move, and I led my mother to the Lord. I led my family to the Lord. I led my mother to the Lord. She had an encounter with God at the age of 41, and that was the year I fell away from the Lord. So it was sort of like, Tag, you're it. And then she started praying for me. And she had a vision of me curled up in a ball on the floor, and I looked like I was dying. And the Lord, she said to the Lord, what's this about? Pray for mercy on his life. Because, and that's when my first marriage uh, hit, the, hit the wall and fell apart. And for the next nine years, I was suicidal like you wouldn't believe. I wanted to die. I didn't want to live. I was living for the world. I got two degrees after that point. Ended up working in the higher ranks of the Canadian government in uh, security, national security, and really was power happy and lived uh, very angry. Had no friends. The only friends I had really were a part of the wolf pack that I was in. And it was sort of like a gang, but an educated gang. You know what I mean? Like, and using words to actually get themselves to places of power. That's who we were. And I, so I, I was in dark, dark place. But my mother had a vision during that time. She, and she's, my mom's just simple, you know, a simple woman of God. She's probably listening right now. And she said, I saw in a dream last night, my whole family was on a hill. It was a grassy hill, and you were all holding hands, and you were singing. I thought, what, kumbaya, you know? Kumbaya, my Lord. <laughs> and when she would tell me those things, I'd get so angry. You know, you ever been there? Where a person who knows the Lord speaks into your heart, and you don't know the Lord, and you get angry with them because you don't want to hear about God. You're on the run. You don't, the last thing you want to hear is about the Lord. You don't want to hear because you don't want to be accountable for the life that you're living. So to hear about God scares you. You know, you don't want to hear it. And she said, she, I remember I, I was really educated. I was working uh, for a powerful organization in Ottawa uh, that was keeping the government accountable. And I used to love answering the phone in those days because I would answer it like, Darren Canning with the Office of the Auditor General of Canada. How are you today? Just like that. And I knew my mother's phone number. 
when she would call, I'd answer like that, and she, I'd say, Ma. I was proud because I grew up real poor. I grew up in really a poverty. There were seasons we didn't even have food. You know what I mean? Uh, anybody in the room been there? I was one winter in Canada. I didn't even have a winter coat. I had to wear a sweater to school, a thick one, but it's still not a coat. Are you hearing me? And in the place I lived, it wasn't just snow that came at you. It was ice, sleet, and everything you could imagine. And I was wearing a winter sweater all winter. We grew up in relative poverty. My mom had me when she was 17 years old and and really quit school in grade 9, so did whatever she could to put food on the table, but broke her back. And because of that, we had nothing for a long time. So I was proud when I accomplished some things. You know, I was the first one who was educated in the family through university, first one to get a master's degree. So when I answered the phone that day, there was a lot behind what I was saying. And I said to my mom, I said, what do you think, Mom? Your son now, and I was proud. Like, this is pride right here. This is not humility. This is pride speaking, okay? What do you think of your boy, Mom? He's made it to the top of his profession. She goes, I just think you're going to be a well-educated minister one day. I was like, shut up! <laughs> Woo, that's my mama, right? That's what I had to deal with. I used to pick her up stoned because I couldn't handle the Christ that was coming out of her heart. I didn't want to hear it. But all these words that she spoke were like rhema words, okay, that she fought her battles with in the Spirit. And whenever she got to a place of discouragement, she just remembered what God had showed her. And so when you have a vision or a dream, it will actually alight you to fight the battle in the Spirit over your families. <laughs> that should have made you say amen at least, you know. God wants to reveal to you the destiny of your family so that you can pray effective prayers over them. It's better than saying, I hope so. I, I really hope they'll be all right. That means you don't believe it. I mean, I'll prophesy over people sometimes and say, God's got great destinies in store for your life. And I see breakthrough coming. Brother, I really hope you're right. I'm like, well, mighty women of God, mighty man of God, rise up. Amen. Start, uh, start speaking over your own lives. So anyway, she would prophesy that way over you, speak those visions over me, and I would get angry. But there was times when I was in my darkest spot that I went into what she said. So it wasn't just a word for her life. It became a word for my own. I will be the man who's holding my family hand in hand on a hilltop. And I remember about two years ago, my sister couldn't even have children. She, had, she lost uh, six or seven children through miscarriages. And by the time she had her uh, one that was actually born, which she's now nine years old, there was no, we never believed she would ever have a child because every time she got pregnant, by the sixth week, she started bleeding. You know what I mean? But this one time, I had a vision, a dream, and I remember I smelled a baby's head. You know what the... That great smell. You know what I'm talking about. The baby, oh, God, that baby's head smells incredible. And I remember having a dream where I, I smelled a newborn baby, and I woke up, and I went, Mom, I said, this is crazy. I said, I had a dream. This is before Lydia and I were married. I had a dream, and I saw, I saw a baby, and I sniffed the baby's head. And then that day, my sister called me, and she said, I'm pregnant. And that used to, used to create a lot of fear 
in the family when we heard her say that because we knew what would happen. It was the same pattern. The spirit of death was going to take that baby out. That was in our old way of thinking, okay, because death was over the family strong. And that's spiritual. Your fight is not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities of darkness. If you will, Ezekiel in the valley of dry bones came against the spirit of death when he declared life into those bones. Amen? There was a power over that valley called death because there was hundreds of thousands of people in that valley and their bones were dried up. But the word of life, that rhema word that he declared in the spirit because the voice of God came into his ear, created life where there was no life and set the powers on notice. (laughs) Do you know what it says in Ephesians 3? That the Lord wants to release the manifold wisdoms of God to the church to declare to the powers that be in the second heavens. So that when you get a word from the Lord over your life, the powers that be over your life are set on notice that no, no longer will you rule in our life, but now God rules and His word is life and abundant life over our families. Oh, the manifold wisdom of God is anything that he releases into your heart to declare. Man, I remember my mom used to get that scripture. It came a rhema word from right out of the Bible, Isaiah 59, which says, As the word that I put in your mouth, it will not depart from your children's mouth or your children's children's mouth. My mother declared that over her family. So when I was in the closet trying to commit suicide at 30 because my marriage fell apart, I was now a, a drug addict, I was working in government, but I had no, no peace. I mean, I was completely alone. And my marriage, when it fell apart, I, I didn't even live in the same city anymore as my children. I, was, I had no family in that city. I was 1,600 kilometers or about 1,000 miles from anybody who loved me. And that was some dark days. So... I was being tormented by, by the devil, really. He used, to, he used to come against me very strong into the area of the mind. And the warfare is in the mind. The mind is the battleground in your life. And if you're being tormented in any way, that's not God speaking to your life. When a God speaks into your life, it erases torment. It brings peace. It brings joy. The fruit of the Spirit manifests when God speaks into your life. And so if you're underneath torment today, I'm here to declare over you the devil's day is done in your life and that God is about to rise up as a mighty warrior to defeat Satan and darkness from your life. Can you say amen to that? There's people in the room right now that were just like I was and you're struggling with all kinds of things, including suicidal thoughts. That's just spiritual. And God wants you to know that with long life, he will satisfy you. That's Psalm 91. When I got into the Word and I began to read things like that, or like Psalm 61, verse 2, He'll take me to the rock that is higher than I. Whew, you know, waves come crashing, don't they, against your life. Storms will come against you. But when you're on the rock that is higher than you, nothing's going to wipe you out. Because He will put you in a place of strength by His Word. When His Word comes into your mind, it begins to transform the mind. So you come out of darkness into light. The light is just a revelation of His Word in your heart. So I no longer have the fear because He has given me life and life abundantly. I will live forevermore. Who becomes a word. No, I shall not die. I shall not die. I remember recently I was prophesying over a man in Phoenix about a year ago. 
And, and when you're doing prophetic ministry like I do, you see all kinds of people, okay? They're the people that show up for the last 10 minutes to get a word. And this guy, I think, even had a cab outside waiting for him. Okay? And he's like, I got to go. I got a cab. I got to get a word. I'm like, thank you, Jesus, you know? <laughs> I forgot my wallet. <laughs> you know, everything you can imagine. Whew! I'm like, whatever. I don't care. Why? Because freely I receive, freely I give. And God takes care of the increase. So I'm like, I just released something into him. About nine months later, we're raising money to go to Australia as a family. We needed $10,000. And we got to the point where we had 6700 And, I mean, you might as well, if you need ten grand, you got 6700 you know you don't have enough. Right? And it's like, God, we need 2700 is what I thought. Who? Thank you, Lord. You know what happened? He calls me up. He got a hold of a friend of mine. My friend gave him his phone number, and he called me. He said, that word that you gave me messed me up. And I'm thinking, what did I even say? I have no idea what I said, right? He said, I've never been the same. He said, I, I can't shake what was spoken. I said, well, that's because the Holy Spirit spoke it, right? He said, I have to send you a check. And you know what? That was the, it came the day that I cried out and said, God, it was $2,700. The exact amount I needed to finish paying that trip. Now, fast forward a bit to about two months ago, he calls me again. And he's working on an oil deal or trying to do something to establish something. He believes that if he gets it, what his vision is is to raise up 1,500 missionaries from the money that he has to send them global. So I'm like into that vision, right? And I'm praying with them. And he's working hard trying to get this mechanical thing done in the oil to actually, I think it was out of Israel or something like that. And he calls me. He said, I had a stroke the other night. I laugh at this because it's the resurrection power comes from the Word of God, okay? He said, is it true what you said? I said, I have no idea what I said. What did I say? He said, you said when you prophesied over me that God would satisfy me with long life. He said, I was fading out. That's the word. And I don't know, how many are old enough to remember the old black and white TV sets that used to have that dot that went out in the middle when you turn out, choo, whoop. Remember that? I was, when he said I was fading out, I was picturing that dot going out and the TV going off. I thought, dear God, he was fading out. <laughs> he, goes, he goes, was it true what you said? I said, what did I say? He said, what, you said God would satisfy me with long life. I, I said, just give me a second. I'm thinking, I hope it's true. That's true, because in the moment, you're like faced now with somebody who's facing death. And you want to know, God, was that true? And I saw in the Spirit uh, Jonah the prophet and how he was spit up on the shores of Nineveh to deliver his message. And I said, yeah, you're going to be fine, God. Because, you know, in the Scripture, Jesus said to the Pharisees, I'll give you the sign of Jonah the prophet. Three days I'll be in the belly of the well. Remember that? Which really, some people think because he said that, that Jonah actually died and rose from the dead when he was spit up on the shore. I said, the Lord said to you, you'll be fine. He said, great, great, great. He calls me back a week later. What did you mean I'm a Jonah? He's like all terrified. I'm a Jonah. Does that mean I'm in disobedience? I said, no, it has nothing to do with that. It just means God has destiny for your life and you shall fulfill it yet. And it's great destiny. 
You see, when a word comes from the Lord, it will stop you from dying. When a rhema word hits your heart and you're coming through a crisis or there's a wall, you'll leap over the wall. I love this Psalm 18 and David, I think it was David, uh, says, I can leap over a wall. I can come against a troop. Look at Elisha the prophet. Elisha, uh, I, if you go, and I can't remember the exact passage, it was in uh, 1 Kings or 2 Kings probably. Uh, Elisha's with his servant. Remember that? Uh, maybe you don't, but I'll give you some more detail. The king of Assyria is coming against Israel. <laughs> I love this story. And every time the king of Assyria made a plan to destroy Israel, uh, they found out about it somehow. So the king of Assyria thought, well, we must have a traitor in our midst. Somebody here is giving out the goods on us. Who is it? And the people around us said, no, 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 no. It has nothing to do with that king. You know the man of God. The man of God sees what you say in your room at night. He can hear it. And he's like, what? He's freaking out now. We've got to destroy this guy. And he, he actually sent an army against Elisha and surrounded him, and they were encamped around him, waiting them out. You know what I mean? Going to starve him out or something. They're going to get him. And his servant, Elisha's servant, freaks out. Elisha, can't you see? You're surrounded. He's like, man, settle down. He said, Lord, open his eyes. And when his eyes were opened, he saw the angel armies around them, and they were encamped. He said, greater are the ones with us than this. And you know what happened? Elisha goes, Lord, blind them. Like that. And they're all blinded. The entire army is blinded in that moment. He walks down into the ranks of the army, right to where they are. And he says, the guy you're looking for, he's not here. I'll take you to the city where he is. And leads them right into the Israeli army and a trap. You see, when you get a word from the Lord and the word comes to life, you'll go against the troop. You won't fear it. There was a guy, St. Xavier. He was a missionary about 500 years ago. He went around the world on ships. Ended up in one nation where he's awesome. You should read about him. <laughs> he actually wanted to die. He was like wanting to be a martyr for the Lord. But every time he did something wild and he stood up and he, he was strong for the Lord, he never got killed. He just won a lot of people to Christ. He won like towns to the Lord because he was so bold, okay? And so one time he's, he's in a town. He, there's an army coming against the town. So he decides, I'm going to go against that army. And I picture that essentially what he was thinking, this time I'm getting cut down. I will go and be with the Lord forever. Do you know what happened? He took a cross on a stick and had like a cross there like that. When he started going toward the army, the army turned and ran from one man. And then the testimony started coming out. They said, why did you run? They said, there was a giant coming toward us holding a cross with fire in his eyes. Whew, that's the God you serve. You don't have to worry about your little problems. God wants to destroy the fear in your life so that you'll become a mighty captain of the Lord and direct the steps of many into pilgrimage, into the place of the presence, into the place of the shelter of the Most High. God wants to use you to save many lives. Each one of you, God has great destiny for.
Each one of you, there's not one person in this room from the one that, that is on the path and has been on it for a long time. There's more for you still. And for you in the room that are struggling with alcohol, with dependencies, maybe you struggle with drugs, I'm here to tell you that God has great destiny for you and you will rise up out of the ash heap into the things of the Holy Spirit and you will conquer in Jesus' name. I mean, I'm just a soldier of the Lord. That's At the end of the day, that's all I am. But I had a dream, and I wanted to share this, and it was uh, I was looking at the earth from a high place. And when I looked out, I saw that the earth was removed, and I could see under the earth. And when I looked, there were these giant columns or pillars there. And they were like the pillars in, in, the, in your capital buildings. Or like in Roman architecture, you know what I mean? The Colosseum. Giant pillars. And these pillars were taller than the Freedom Tower in New York City. They were taller than the, what's the, my sons would know the name of that. Uh, The Burj Khalifa, which is the tallest building in the world right now. There's a Kingdom Tower going to be raised up in the same lands that's going to be even taller. But this, this column, this pillar was like, giant. I've never seen anything like it. And on top of it, your entire town could rest on it. It was that big. And when I looked down, I didn't know what I was seeing. I'm just telling this is the way the Lord will speak to you, okay? I came out of that vision. I went to, I got on the phone. I I was talking to my mama because she gets a lot of dreams and I get them and we sometimes try to figure out what's going on. I said, that's what I saw. But my wife was sitting at the table. She was like looking at me going, Give me a minute. Give me a minute. Settle down, you know. So I said, no, no, no. She's like, this is a lot like something I read in the Bible. And that happens to me a lot. She has a real gift for scriptures. And then I begin to preach them, you know what I mean? Because she gets the revelation. And really, that is the way the kingdom should be. You're not a pillar to yourself. You're built to be a part of the body. And revelation will flow to you. But the, sometimes the translation of what you saw will come from a brother and sister in Christ. Amen? So she said to me, Darren, look at the Scripture in 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 8. Thank you, Lord. And it says this, because maybe you feel, uh, feel the same way, but it says, He raises the poor from the dust and lifts the beggar from the ash heap. That can't be a good place, you know what I mean? The ash heap's probably where they took all the fire stuff and threw it there. Maybe there was bones in that even. You know what I mean? It was probably like a garbage pit. You know what I mean? A trash heap even. Who? To set them among princes and make them inherit the throne of glory. Now listen to this part. For the pillars of the earth are the Lord's. (laughs) And he has set the world upon them. Oh, that's what I saw in the vision, and that's the way the Holy Spirit will speak. He'll give you a picture through a dream or a vision which just really reveals to you the meaning of what is in the Word of God. And in that moment, I knew that the Lord was saying that this is the hour where He's establishing people in the body of Christ as pillars of the world. And upon you, He will establish kingdoms. You see, it's the revelation of Jesus Christ that will take you out of the place of poverty, out of the ash heap, and put you into the place of honor. That's the story of my life. I, I, I mean, the politicians, I've stood, I, I shook hands with prime ministers in my own nation. I, I, I've prophesied over ministers in our government, high officials, because God put a call upon my life, and I said, yes, Lord. 
Man, we've, we've prophesied over movie stars. We've prophesied. I, I really like prophesying over politicians. It messes them right up. Are you hearing me? I really love that. And that's my heart because I had a governmental thing on my own life. I had signs and wonders break out in the halls of government. And I used to put my foot down on the floor and say, God, this floor is my floor. Everyone on this floor will be saved. I declare it in Jesus' name. You wouldn't believe the testimonies, the signs and wonders I have of breaking out in cubicles in the government or in offices. My bosses, I'd say, yeah, boss, I had a dream last night. Here's the report you asked for me in the dream. They're looking at me like this. And I remember when I said that, he looked at the report. He went, dude, this is everything I've been thinking about for three years. And we established a project that got funding from the government because of a thing that occurred in a dream. Are you hearing me? You need to step out boldly because you don't know when you share what God has put in your heart what it will do into somebody's life who doesn't know the Lord. It may tear them out of darkness and put them right into light. Never mind an evangelism strategy. If you would just be able to declare the things that God has put in there, you don't know. You could change whole households. Whew, in a moment. And that's what we need. We need a supernatural move of the Holy Spirit to touch towns. You know, there's a, a I'm going to close in a moment here, and then I'll prophesy over some. But there was a revival in the mountains of Pennsylvania coal mines, coal miners up in the mountains where the Holy Spirit used to sneak into their house. And they would get convicted. There would be nobody there except them and the Holy Spirit, and he would begin to convict them of sin. Are you hearing me? And then they would show up in the towns, and they say thousands came out of the hills into the towns because they wanted to get saved, because the Holy Spirit moved that way. Now, I'm thinking if he did that before, couldn't he do it again? You know, in the book of Acts chapter 2, it says that they were gathered in one accord, 120 in the upper room, and a sound came out of heaven that was like a mighty rushing wind, and into the room came what appeared to be tongues of fire and rested upon them. It was like a baptism of fire and a baptism of the Holy Spirit happened, which is like if you want an example of a a baptism of fire, look at Isaiah the prophet in chapter 6 of Isaiah. Oh, he's standing before God and he says, Woe is me, I'm undone. I'm a man of unclean lips, which is he's recognizing the sin in his heart. And I live among an unclean people. Their lips are unclean. And now this is going to be one of the greatest writing prophets in the Old Testament. And, he, and the Lord, an angel, takes a coal of fire from beneath the throne of God, comes and purges, touches his lips, and fire enters into him, and what he was wrestling with falls off. And he becomes a great prophet of the Most High God. God wants to baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire, because I know you're wrestling with things. But when the fire of God hits you, it begins to break off the things you've wrestled with. The fire of God essentially is the Word of God. The fire of God will come and destroy the mindsets that you're under because you don't even realize that some of the things that you think are not from God. There's confessions. Oh my, I suppose my mom died that way. I'll die even worse. You know what I mean? Oh my gosh, the doctor just told me he asked me, what's your family history? And I told him my mother had heart disease and my, my father, he had cancer. And the doctor said to me, I suppose you'll get both. 
Well, that's curses, you know what I mean? And, and you're living underneath those kind of lies. <laughs> People will, I, I, not even like well-meaning Christians will curse you by mistake. They're, they'll just say things out loud, but there's power of life and death in the tongue. You want to use your tongue to speak life, not death. Even when it looks really bad for somebody, you'll say, I declare life into your dry bones. I declare that cancer is destroyed. I declare your heart disease, you're getting healed. I see a new heart coming for you. Just begin to declare with your lips. Declare it and watch God follow you. Watch God follow with signs and wonders following. Man, you know what? I could spend all day here telling you about hundreds of miracles I've seen. Healings that have taken place, crazy healings, even wilder signs and wonders, but I don't have all day. <laughs> but I'm just going to declare an impartation upon your lives that whatever we walked into that's of the Lord, let's get that clear, whoo, that's of Jesus Christ, amen? Some of you are thinking, is he of the devil? I just said Jesus Christ is my Lord, man. If I wasn't of the Spirit, I wouldn't be telling you Jesus Christ is my Lord. He died on the cross for me. Maybe some of the things I'm saying are different than what you've heard before, but it is Jesus Christ that I give glory to. He's the King of kings and Lord of lords. Every sign of wonder, I don't get blamed for it. I refuse. I just, long time ago, stopped taking the blame for signs of wonders, and I just go, it's Jesus' fault. I had nothing to do with that. I didn't even want to see that one. I didn't, honest to God, did, wished it never happened, but it did, and it's his fault. It's Jesus' fault. We give him the glory and all the blame. Amen? Amen. It's him. And it, signs and wonders follow, and I just feel an atmosphere of fire in the presence of God in the room. I want you all to stand right now. Because the Lord's telling me to pray for healing, to, to release a wave of healing into the room right now. If you need healing in your body, I want you just to step out from where you are right now. I don't care what it is, and come up here. And we're going to release the fiery uh, healing anointing in the atmosphere. You're going to have to come up. <laughs> come on up. Don't be afraid. I, my mouth is dry. I might spit on you, but that's the worst part. I'm just declaring that the Holy Spirit, there's a lot more in here that need healing than that. So don't be afraid. Just step up. Step up even a little further, guys. I think you might even have to stand on there because there's a lot of people in here. No, just stand over there. Yeah, you can stand over there. <laughs> Fill in this spot right here. I'm just declaring that we're going to declare some fire over your lives. We're just going to declare the fire of healing. Some of you need this diabetes I'm here in the room. I just declare that the weight of the Holy Spirit is coming to crush that and purge you of that in your bodies. Amen. I just even declare right now I had a vision when I started out on this what I call pilgrimage, which is I've been to 20, almost 20 cities on this trip. And everywhere we go, we're seeing God's fire of healing come into bodies, and it manifests as heat in a lot of people. Now, if you don't feel that, it doesn't mean you're not getting healed, but I just say that the fire of healing is coming for joints. Wherever a bone is, is in pain, <laughs> if your ankle hurts, if your knee hurts, if your neck hurts, if your back hurts, I'm declaring the fire of God into your bodies right now. Amen? Who another thing we're seeing is tormenting spirits are, are are coming off of people. And I'm just declaring in the room right now, if you struggle with torment, 
Don't be afraid right now. By an act of faith, say, I have tormenting thoughts. And just raise your hand a little bit like that. And there's even more of you than that because almost everybody struggles from time to time. But I declare right now a supernatural manifestation of the presence of God is coming into your heart. And even tonight as you dream, I declare that bondages are going to break and that you're going to have hope unspeakable and filled with glory because the God, King of glory, oh, you mean, oh, the King of glory is coming in. Amen. Psalm 24 says, swing wide, you heavenly gates, that the king of glory might come in. Or lift up your heads, O you gates. So as you lift up your head and give praise to the Lord, and as you worship the Lord, and as you seek him, you shall find him. If you seek him with all your heart, the breakthrough will come. The Lord is bringing breakthrough right now. Some of you can't even fight your own battles right now. It's impossible for you to fight your own battles. There's people in the room that are struggling so much, you don't know how to fight your battle. But I declare that the battle is the Lord's. That you will be strong. That your offspring will be strong. I declare you're one of the pillars of the earth that the Lord is establishing the world upon. You may feel poor and needy. You may feel that you have nothing to give. But I declare communities will be established upon the foundation of Jesus Christ in your life. The Lord is telling me there are people in the room right now that need Jesus Christ. There's people in this room that you don't know uh, if you know Jesus right now, if you don't know, if you don't know him, that was a tongue full right there, then perhaps you don't. And what you need to do is resolve that matter in your heart today and ask Jesus to come visit him. He'll come visit you. He'll miss you right up for good. I've had him visit me. I've seen him many times. I've seen him so many times I couldn't tell you, but I've had him speak to me as well, even in visions and dreams. And he'll do the same thing for you. It's not about me. It's about Jesus Christ. He has infinite capacity to bless his entire creation. Even the tiny birds are blessed by our Creator. Amen? How much more does he worry about you? How much more is he concerned about your life? He wants to shake you for good. I just declare that you're entering into the promised land in your lives. And there may be walls of Jericho in there, but they're coming tumbling down. Amen? I just declare that. Because that's as you enter into Christ, you enter into the promises of God. And the promises of God are yes and amen. God is going to bless your life. So I just declare healing fire right now at the altar. I just declare the healing of God on your bodies. And I declare healing of God over your minds. That the torment ends today in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Man, there's a real uh, revival spirit here right now. It's powerful. And I just declare revival fire in your heart. You are the revival. You stop looking for revival and declare, I am the revival. And wherever I go, revival will happen. That's what I declare. I don't care. Mr. Say, <laughs> I began to realize after a while that wherever I went, stuff would happen and people would say it. And I guess I guess I said, say, you know, maybe there's revival inside of me. Maybe there are streams of living water that are flowing out of me. That's what the Bible says. And I declare that the blockages in your spirit where it's stopping that flow from coming is destroyed in Jesus' name. And a crazy revival is going to happen in many, many hearts in this place. 
You're gonna, I see it right now, this town being touched by God because you became the fire of God. You were alight with the fire of God. You became, don't look for somebody else to do it, but you are the one that God is going to use. And there are people in this room, I'm declaring, they're going to rent hundreds to the Lord, even in this region, in Jesus' name. They're, I'm just declaring it right now. This is in the Spirit, and I'm declaring it. I'm seeing somebody who's going to get a radical healing in this region. It's going to become a testimony of the power of God and hundreds and thousands will be touched by the testimony of that it's not about me I could I will not even be here most likely I'll be on the other side of the globe but you guys will be in revival Jesus is good amen he's a good good father I love that song he's a good good father I want to prophesy over a few people Right here, right now. That young man, I noticed you when you came in. I just declare your days of sorrow are done. The days of the curse upon your life is being broken. And I see you entering in to the revelations of the Lord. You've been haunted for a long time. Things that you've gone through have been difficult. You see in the Spirit, but you've actually tried to medicate the things you've seen, but it's not possible. And I declare right now that you're being filled with the Holy Spirit, and you're going to rise up, and you will prophesy, and you will see healing. I declare over your mind now that the thing you're wrestling with, that that it's almost like a demonic force that comes against you right now in Jesus' name. I just declare the fire of God over your mind. Amen? He's being set free right now. I just declare it in Jesus' name. Whoa, the dry bones are coming together, and you're going to rise up, a mighty soldier of the Lord. I just declare the joy unspeakable. I just declare joy unspeakable. You're going to know the Word of God. And you're going to be a lover of mankind. At one point, you would have wrestled with them. At one point, you would have been angry with them. But in this season, you're going to be known as a great man of love. Amen? Oh, There's such a feeling of God in this room. Can you feel that? Who can feel the presence of God in here strong? See, that's most of the room right now. Are you hearing me? There's a revival spirit here right now. That man right there, is that your wife beside you or friend, girlfriend? I'm going to prophesy over you, then you, okay? I just declare over you that you're, you're a mighty encourager. I just see an encouragement anointing upon you, and you will actually speak life. And I hear the word spring up, oh well, within my soul. And I declare a springing up of the presence of God inside of you. I declare baptisms of the Holy Spirit, infillings of the Holy Spirit, even dreams and visions are going to begin to happen in your life. And you're not just going to have dreams and visions. You're going to understand them. And I see you helping many people. I see many young men that you're going to use. God's going to use you to touch. I see you leading them. I don't know what it is that you do. I don't know anything about you. But I declare that you will actually be like a boss to many young men in Jesus' name. But you won't just be a boss. You'll be a father to them. I declare you're rising up as a father in this season. Get ready. Your transition season is here. God is going to use you to father many. I just declare right now over you, I just see on your life there's a real encouragement anointing as well, but you had some people come against you, and I see that it's been difficult. I declare in this season the Lord said He's in the math. He's going to take care of the finances. You don't have to worry about tomorrow. He's in it. He's in your every tomorrow. Get ready because blessings are coming into your life. I see you taking three steps ahead and then three steps ahead and then three steps ahead. I declare the blessing of God over your life. I just declare right now I see something new beginning to manifest in your life. 
There's a season where things began to break down. But in this season, I declare brand new things are coming in your life. Get ready to be restored into the things of the Holy Spirit. Woo! <laughs> God's good, eh? Eh? I am Canadian. I love being Canadian. I love my nation. Amen? I love your nation, too. It's so funny because I've been in so many nations and I feel like I'm a son of all of them. And that's the blessing of the Lord. You know, I had a weird dream one time. Do you know your passport as an American is like worth gold, right? A lot of people would like to have your passport in the world. But it's the same thing with the Canadian passport. Oh, they want your passport because they want the rights and freedoms that we have in our nations. They would love to live in our nations. So our passport, when you're in other nations, is like, man, I'm a Canadian. And they're like, whoa, you're Canadian or you're American or this or whatever. You're British or you're Australian. These are good passports and people would like them. So in this dream, I'm flying through the sky and I got my passport and I'm going like this and then I lose it. Ah! It flew away. God said, you don't need that passport. You're a child of the earth, and you're going to go where I want you to go, and you're going to feel like you're home everywhere. I was like, no, no, God, but that's what's happened. That's what's happened. I see the faces of brothers and sisters everywhere I go. People that would be our enemies in the natural are now looking like family, amen? And they are, they are. They may not speak the same tongue. They may not be from the same tribe, but they're of the same blood the human race. Amen? I just declare over you, you guys are going to be lovers of mankind. That the divisions that would rise up in the natural will not affect you. But you will be affected only by the goodness of God. Amen? I want to do two more and then I'll pass it back. Amen? I don't know who to do. There's so many and you're all so hungry. But I want to pull that man in the green in the back and just declare some stuff over you because you thought you wouldn't be pointed out, but you are. I just declare over you, I just see the Lord strengthening your body. I just see Him strengthening your heart. I just see that you're not alone. He says you're not alone and that you are a part of the kingdom of God. And get ready for new communion to happen. He's about to open up the way before you. He is the truth, the way, and the life. He wants you to know that. And He's going to reveal Himself as the way, the truth, and the life. All your questions that you have, He says, I'm going to answer them. I am going to show you the way. And I see the Lord using you in the next season as your answers are coming. You're going to become a person and he disciples others into the things of the Holy Spirit powerfully. I see the hand of God strong upon your life. And I even declare upon you, as you declare it, healings will take place. I declare deliverance will follow your life. The Lord is going to use you to express the deep truths of the kingdom. I declare right now that you'll be a man of revelation by dreams and visions. Amen? Who here would like to have dreams and visions by the Holy Spirit? More than that. Come on. Put your hand up. Reach up to heaven like there's a jewel in your over your head right now called dreams and visions. Grab it. I'm a prophetic guy. We're weird, okay? I'm sorry, but we do prophetic acts, okay? Grab it, and if you don't do it, that's your own problem. Just grab it and put it into your heart. Whoo! And I declare over you right now, great freedom is coming. That you'll have great freedom by dreams and visions. The Lord is going to give you the manna of heaven in a dream. He's going to give you the wines of heaven through dreams and visions. I declare that. One more person. That man right there. 
Can you go like this at me if you see me? Yeah, that man. I just declare with long life he shall satisfy you. I declare that the divine health is coming upon you and he's strengthening you and your legs are going to be strong. I declare your resolve is strong. I declare in Jesus' name that he's got such a plan for your life. I just see you entering into it. You'll feel the resurrection power of Jesus in your heart. And I see great joy, unspeakable, and filled with glory coming into your way. Get ready to have encounters with the Holy Spirit. But you're going to be different. It'll be like you're transformed. The parts of you that you knew were there, the, the, the parts of you that you knew were there, are about to come to life. And I declare in Jesus' name, you're going to be a father to many. I declare over you that you'll be a grandfather to many more. I just see you being surrounded by life. And I declare that everywhere you go, life will happen. I'm declaring Peter's shadow over your life. That wherever you go, anointing will go out from you and it will break. But I just declare every power of darkness that's come against your mind is being broken on the shores of Jesus Christ. Amen? And you're going to rise up a mighty warrior in the Lord filled with new life. Amen? How many of you really want that word for your own life? It's yours. That's the way it works, man. If you come into agreement with it and it sounds like you, take it, every word that was here. Before I, I used to, the reason why I prophesy, try to over everybody is because I was the guy who never got a word in the meeting. You ever been there? It's always somebody else getting the word. So I would sit in meetings this size and go, I ain't going to get a word. So the first word that comes out that I think is close enough for me, I'm going to take it. And when I did, I'd say, that one's mine. And I'd get up and go home then. That's true. I would. I was like, that's it. I got my word. I'm going home. Thank you, Jesus. Whew. And those words came to pass. And they will in your life as well. So, Lord, Father, right now, I ask you to make your face to shine upon them. And that's the light of the Lord, the word of the Lord in your heart. I ask you, Lord, to bless them everywhere they go. Let your blessing be upon their life. Let your blessing manifest in their hearts and break every stronghold of the enemy off them. There's a fire here today. God is going to do it. And I just declare that you will be powerful in the Lord. Amen. Thank you.